Glory to God in the highest world, the mighty God we serve. Hallelujah to his name for all ages of eternity. I'm excited coming your way once again, bringing to you the seven, seven gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. What a mighty God we serve. It's such a privilege to feast on the table of the Lord and to behold, to receive, to feast, and to nourish our spirit with this sumptuous meal of eternal life. Hallelujah, praise God. We've been dealing with the teaching series on learning Christ. I would say that Christ taught us and revealed himself to us by himself. And you know, every believer is called into fellowship with Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 1 verse number 9, the Bible says God is faithful by whom we are called into the fellowship of his son. You can't enjoy relationship with a partner in which you have no knowledge of. So the more you know Christ, the better for you. And the more, of course, you increase in grace and then you are able to uh, make manifest the purpose for his calling upon your life so it's very important and it's all it applies in all area of our spiritual work learning christ the advantage of it hallelujah praise god so we began to see christ reveal himself in the book of of course matthew chapter number 11 verse number 28 jesus extended a public invitation to all and sundry religious and irreligious old and young saying come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and I can say, and my burden is light. Hallelujah, praise God. So he extends invitation to all of us to come to him, to learn of him. So Jesus didn't ask you to come to learn religion, to learn denomination, to learn a man. To learn a particular folk. No, sir. Because our predestination, the foreordination of the Father, according to Romans chapter 8, verse number 29, is to conform to the image of his son. So, the clearer Jesus is to you, the better your transformation. Hallelujah. Praise God. We all will put open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are transformed into the same image from glory to glory as by the spirit of the Lord. And that's why the Bible said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So we have a calling to come to him and learn, mantano, to increase, to gain understanding and to gain knowledge. Very, very important. And that's why this teaching is coming your way again. And this is your way, your deliverance from ignorance and the bondage of religion into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. Hallelujah, praise God. So, we see in this I am statement, Jesus revealed himself. I am this, I am that. We have seen from the beginning of this teaching where Jesus revealed himself as, uh, as the I am. I am the son of God. I am the son of man. I am the light. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And here, in today's teaching, we're going to be seeing him reveal himself as the I am. I am the resurrection. Said, every man on the surface of the earth desires resurrection. Every man ever buried desires resurrection. This is the announcement. Those who died with faith in Christ, who were believers and followers of Jesus, are not perished. No, sir. They have resurrection. And they will experience 
resurrection. In Revelation chapter 1, verse number 18, Jesus began to reveal himself to John the Revelator. Revelation 1, verse number 18. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the key of hell and death. Who have you ever heard say that? I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forever. Nobody ever said that. But he, the very person who is the resurrection and the life. In the book of John, chapter 11, he came into the house of Mary and Martha in order, he allowed Lazarus to die just to allow, to bring a revelation to the believer in the household of Mary and Martha that he is the resurrection and the life. In the book of John chapter 11, verse number 20 to 27. Then Martha, as soon as he had heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. This was after Lazarus died. The story is in John 11. And then they sent to Jesus Christ. Uh, while he was sick, they sent to Jesus Christ. He didn't come until he died. I'm sure that Jesus allowed that situation in order to give a revelation concerning himself, a revelation as we are about to say. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou will ask of God, will ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am not the last day. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believe thou this. She said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. At this level, matter has not developed faith to be able to believe in Jesus as the resurrection and the life. To that time, she had been taught that resurrection belonged to a day. Uh, not, she had not known that resurrection is a person. And so Jesus came and said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus said, your brother shall live again. He said, no, the resurrection day. He said, no, I am that resurrection. Without me, that day has no power to raise any man. Hallelujah. And then she said, oh, yes, I believe that you are the Christ, son of the living God. That's what I believe. Well, Jesus said, okay, all right. Follow me to the grave where, show me where Lazarus is buried. And let me show you the evidence that I am the resurrection and the life. Said, Jesus is the resurrection. He revealed himself to us as the resurrection. And every believer must understand. There are many religions today, they preach karma. Some of them preach reincarnation. But what we have in Christ is resurrection. And that is yes and amen. Hallelujah, praise God. The Greek word resurrection, there be many words that translated resurrection. The first is that which is translated in that verse 25. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. The Greek word there is anastasis. A-N-A-S-T-A-S-I-S. Anastasis, which means a raising up, rising from the dead. He stood at the grave of Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came out of the grave. Anastasis, a raising up, 
rising from the dead. However, there were also other Greek words that were used in the New Testament scripture. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 21, Galatians 3 verse 21. Oh, 27. Let me read 21. Is the Lord then against the promise of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. So what the scripture is saying here is if there has been any law which could have zopoyo to give life, that is a raising from the dead into life. The Greek word here is zopoio. And Z-O-O-P-O-I-E-O. Zopoio actually is the Greek word which means to produce a life. To produce a life. To cause to live. That's the Greek word there. And then uh, another word that is relative, translated also, is in uh, Romans chapter 10 verse 9. Romans 10 verse number 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That word raised there is the Greek word egeiro. E-G-E-I-R-O. Egeiro, which means to cause to rise, to arouse, to raise up. Hallelujah. That is the meaning of that word. So, anastasis means a raising up from the dead. Zopoyo means to quicken, to produce a life, to cause to live. And negero means to cause to rise, to arouse, or to raise up. Hallelujah. And so, these three Greek words are relatively used most of when they come out to, uh, uh, when the scripture in the New Testament is about to express somebody who has been raised to come alive, or raised to life, or come out from the dead. But the major word used is anastasis. And that is predominantly used in the New Testament scripture. Let's look at it. So though they are synonymously used to describe physical resurrection, the last two is usually used to describe spiritual resurrection. Hallelujah. So both the spiritual resurrection, which we have by identification with Christ, and the physical resurrection such that Jesus did at the grave of Lazarus when he called the dead buried back alive, that spiritual resurrection and that physical resurrection is Jesus. Without Jesus, you can experience spiritual resurrection from sin unto righteousness, from spiritual death into spiritual life, and you can experience physical resurrection from physical death into physical immortality. Hallelujah. Praise God. Many are told that resurrection is the last day, but Jesus revealed himself as the resurrection, just like we earlier said read in the book of John 11 23 to 27. If Christ be not risen, our faith is in vain. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 verse 12 to 20. What differentiates the Christian faith from every other religion of the world? Resurrection. No religious leader of the world ever died and came back alive. None. They are dead, they are in their grave, and their bones are dry, and they still lock up in the compartment of the grave. Grave still had power over those bodies, over those dead, to retain their bones under the earth. There is only one grave that is empty, and that is Jesus, the I am. Resurrection. Hallelujah. Resurrection 
is the fundamental doctrine of the Christian faith. As a matter of fact, if Christ be not risen from the dead, then our trust or hope or belief in resurrection is foolishness. It's an expression of folly. If Christ be not risen from the dead, our faith is in vain and our hope is in vain. So, the doctrine teaching about resurrection is the fundamental and the foundation of our faith. Because Jesus, our King, our Lord, our Master, our Husband, is the resurrection. And with Him in our hearts, death cannot have us. We, we, even those who have been dead in Christ will experience re resurrection. Because they don't really die. Once you are in Christ, you don't die. You can only sleep. Because it takes a sleepy man to hear the voice of an alarm or the trumpet and to rise back up. Hallelujah. Praise God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 12 to 20, now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? There are many religions today that want to believe in Jesus that did not rise from the dead. That is not our Jesus. Our Jesus rose from the dead, conquered death, and gave us a perfect example and a hope to know that if we believe in him as he rose, he will raise us. How say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no, there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. So if Christ didn't rise from the dead, I'm just wasting your time preaching him here. But glory to God, he rose. Verse 15. Yea, and we have found false witness of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, raised, your faith is in vain. Ye are yet in your sin. Of course, why should I believe in a religion? Why they are promised all? There are people who don't have religion and they are, they are living their life sweet. Why should you have, have faith in any religion who don't have resurrection? What's the essence? It's a waste of time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 17, if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. You are yet in your sins. Then they also which are falling asleep in Christ shall perish. He didn't call them dead in Christ because you don't die in Christ. You can only fall asleep in Christ. Those who are falling asleep in Christ shall perish. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we have all men most miserable. We don't need religion. But now, now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. Glory to God. He is the first fruit of them that slept. And that's why we call him the first begotten from the dead. The firstborn son among the families of sons. Hallelujah. Praise God. So what are we saying? Resurrection of the dead. Our faith in resurrection is what distinguishes us from every other. I pity believers who believe want to, you know, want to, you know, uh, there's a lot of people want to be accepted by all people and they don't know what they actually believe. And then they hang out with people who don't believe that Jesus rose from the dead and they are trying to believe those people. Then what do you need the Christian faith for if Christ didn't rise from the dead? What do you get to gain from it? There's nothing else we have in Jesus Christ that you can't get without having Jesus. Marriage. There are people who marry who don't know Jesus who are having enjoy, enjoying good home. Uh, money. 
house, building, property, children. We are people. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 17 that God gave that one freely to all human beings. All human beings. You don't have to know Jesus to have that. There's only one thing we have in Christ that's not available anywhere else. Resurrection. And that's why it is core to our faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. So this is major and this is fundamental to the Christian faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. So Jesus proved his resurrection and the life not just because he raised three people from the dead like other prophets did. In the book of John 11 where we have read he raised Lazarus from the dead. In Mark chapter 5 from verse 25 we read down he raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. And in Luke chapter 7 if we read from verse 11, he raised the widow's son, the widow of Nain, from the dead. Not only because he did this resurrection or by raising them from the dead, but because he rose from the dead on the third day and he rose into immortality never to die again. Christ rose never to experience death again. And that is what differentiates and that is what distinguishes him. And that is what God used to point him out out of every other deception of religion of the world so that we can know where to put our faith and who to follow. He introduced himself as the resurrection and the life. Let's look at some, res uh, some scriptures. In Romans chapter 1 verse number 4. Oh, Shada Kianseze Konte Seketonga. And declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. So it was the resurrection of Jesus Christ that is the final proof that he is the Son of God with authority and power. Hallelujah, praise God. In Acts chapter 2, verse 29 to 32. Acts 2, 29 to 32. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David that he is both dead and buried and is sepulchred with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he will raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spoke of the resurrection of Christ. Even David was speaking in prophetic scriptures concerning Christ. That his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus has God raised up, whereof we, we all are witnesses. Hallelujah, praise God. So he declared that this Jesus, God raised up, and the people who were speaking about it were there. The witnesses, they saw it. Hallelujah, praise God. In Acts chapter 1, verse number 3, to whom also he showed himself alive, these witnesses are those that Jesus showed himself alive. After his suffering, his passion, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days, and speaking of the things that pertain to the kingdom of us. So, after his resurrection, it was no ghostly appearance here and there. No, he was seen of them. They handled him. They sat with him. They talked with him. They ate with him. They fellowship with him. He taught them for 40 days. By many infallible proofs, he showed forth his resurrection. And in Luke chapter 24, verse number 38 to 43. Luke 20, 24, 38 to 43. And he said unto them, Why are ye uh, troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? 
Behold my hands and my feet, that is I, myself. Handle me, and see. For a spirit hath no flesh and bones, as he see me have. And when they had thus spoken, he shewed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wonder, he said unto them, Have ye here any meat? And they gave him a fish of a broad, and they gave him a piece of a broad fish and of a honeycomb. And he took it and he did eat it before them. No spirit eats. Jesus rose, stayed with the people by many infallible proof, one of which was he ate with them, was appearing to them for 40 days. Speaking of the things that pertain to the kingdom of God. The joy of that, the reason why we are referring to this is in the book of Romans chapter 6, verse number 9. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death had no more dominion over him. So what are we saying? He is the resurrection. All that ever rose, that even raised from the dead, the three we spoke about, died again because the time to rise into immortality had not come. But when he rose, he rose from the dead into immortality. The dead no more had dominion over him. He can no longer die. That is the resurrection we are talking about. Resurrection, not only spiritual resurrection. Uh, well, of course, spiritual resurrection, if you read book, book of uh, Ephesians chapter number 2, let's look at that one too, so that you understand, because we are reasoning with him by identification. When Christ rose, we rose. Hallelujah. And that is the expression of our faith. That's our confidence that we have spiritual, we have eternal life, but we shall also experience the res resurrection from this life into immortality, eternal life. Hallelujah. Where we wear our immortal body. And so Jesus is the resurrection. Either spiritual resurrection, without it, we can't experience it. And either phys visible physical resurrection to immortality, Jesus is the resurrection. He has revealed himself, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, he shall live. And if he is alive and he believes in me, he will not die again. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let's look at scripture in the book of Ephesians chapter number 2. Verse number 4 to 6. But God is rich in mercy for the great Lord wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in trespasses, had quickened us together with Christ. He quickened us together with Christ. The Greek word there is suzopoio, which means he made us alive together with him. This was by identification. So that when Christ rose in the eyes of the divine, we, we rose. Even when we were dead in sin, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace he has saved. That is what it means to be saved. That is what it means to have life. That is what it means to be born again. That is what it means to have a relationship with God, to be in fellowship with God. That when Christ rose, he raised us together with him. And had raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah, praise God. So this is spiritual resurrection, which we have experienced because we have faith, we have spread faith in the finished work of Christ. But there is the physical resurrection, which we will rise from physical, uh, of course, we will rise from, the dead will rise into immortality, never to die again. And we that are alive shall be changed. And we shall put on immortality. And so this was well expressed, of course, in the book of uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. Uh, Paul trying to encourage the believers. But I would not have you to be ignorant. That is 1 Thessalonians 4.13. Brethren, concerning them that are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say, unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep 
For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So they shall rise from the dead, though the dead in Christ shall rise from the dead into immortality. Experience that resurrection, never to die again. And we that are in this body shall be transformed. We shall move into our eternal body. We shall be caught up to be with the Lord. In is that not wonderful? Hallelujah. Praise God. So Jesus is the resurrection and in the life. And the life. You can't find this anywhere. And when he rose again to show the authenticity and the reality of his ability to raise order, not just himself, in the book of Matthew chapter 27, verse 51 to 53, the Bible says that when Jesus rose again, many guys rose. Many people were raised at the same time who went into the street of Jerusalem and showed themselves to many. In Matthew chapter 27, verse 51 to 53, let's look at the scripture. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the air did quake, and the rock ran, and the graves were open. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves. Abaye came and showed her, came out of the grave after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. The Greek word appeared there is very instructive. It is emphanizo, which means to manifest, to exhibit, to view. So they came out in public view to show people that they are risen from the dead. This is real. This is real. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the believer must understand that Jesus revealed himself as a resurrection. And this is not karma. This is not reincarnation. As a lot of people present another religion, some of those fallacies that does not exist. But this is resurrection. And Jesus is resurrection. If you have Jesus in your heart, you have defeated death. Hallelujah, praise God. And even though you, you sleep and your body is buried on the earth, the earth cannot hold it forever. Because at the sound of the trumpet, you will come out. Hallelujah, praise God. So what are we saying? So, by rising from the dead, became firstborn from the dead. Revelation chapter 1, verse number 5. So he's not the only one that rose, but he is the firstborn from the dead. Revelation 1, because he raised others with himself. And from Jesus Christ, Revelation 1 verse 5, from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loves us, and wash us from our sins in his own blood. So he is the first begotten from the dead. Hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah, praise God. So Jesus rose from the dead. And become the pattern son for every other son. And our predestination is to conform to the image of him. According to Romans chapter 8 verse number 29. This resurrection from death into immortality. According to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 35. Is called the better resurrection. There is resurrection in the name of Jesus. And to prove that today. The only name that can raise the dead back alive. Is the name of Jesus Christ. And I've had that experience before. When one of our neighbors was killed with electric shock. And we prayed for him to the glory of God. In a few minutes of prayer. In the name of Jesus, he rose back to life. It's real. We have experienced it. Hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah, praise God. In Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 35. Hebrews 11. 35. Women receive their dead raised to life. That is one resurrection. 
which we can do in the name of Jesus. We pray for the dead and they come back alive. God still glorify himself through that as the spirit leads. He said, women receive their dead raised back to life and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. So, there is the resurrection of women receiving their children back to life, which is physical resurrection. We pray in the name of Jesus, like Lazarus rose back to the... But there is the better resurrection, which is the resurrection from the death into immortality, never to experience death again. Jesus is the resurrection. Either visible or eternal. Jesus is the resurrection. Let's look into further scripture in this line. As Jesus rose, the Bible says, we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Look at that in Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 6 verse 5. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. This is our hope. Hallelujah, praise God. We shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. And then let's look at it in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 39 to 44. He gives us a breakdown. I love Apostle Paul. And I love his epistle. He always brings a breakdown by the revelation of the Spirit so that the believer can have absolute clarity. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 39 to 44. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another of fishes, another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. So there are heavenly bodies, there are earthly bodies. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the star. For one star differed from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. So he's giving us a boil down, a detail of how the resurrection is going to be. So also is the resurrection of the dead, verse 42. It is sown in corruption, it is raised in corruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. So it shows us how the resurrection shall be. There is the celestial body and there is the terrestrial body. There are bodies that can live on earth and there are bodies that can live in the heaven. So it shows us that the dead will die uh, from, from this physical body. It dies. Dies in weakness. And it's buried in weakness, but it's going to be raised in power. And it's going to be raised in a spiritual body. And so it's going to be raised into an eternal glory. This is our hope in Christ. And it's only possible in Christ Jesus. Not available in religion. Jesus is the resurrection. So, when Jesus called himself the resurrection and the life, what did he mean? Now, let's go a little, a little further. Let's take you a little further into this expression of resurrection. Now, Jesus is not only going to raise believers. He's going to raise believers into immortality. And he's going to raise the unbeliever to face judgment. John chapter 5. Let's look at that. John chapter 5 from verse number 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me at everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. Now take note, I'm about to show you something in the scripture. Now, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. For as the Father has life in himself, so has he given unto the Son 
to have life in himself. And had given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming. In the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice. And shall comfort they that, that have done good unto resurrection of life. And they that have done evil unto resurrection of damnation. Now take note of 29. And take note of 24, 25. 25 is a very, very, I say unto you, the hour is coming. And now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. And they that hear shall live. If you hear the voice of the Son of God as I preach the gospel to you, and you receive his word, you live. You come into spiritual resurrection. You begin to have relationship with God. But the hour is also coming that both the living and the dead, those who believe and those who don't believe, shall what? Verse number 29. And shall comfort dead that have done good unto resurrection of life, and dead that have done evil unto resurrection of damnation. So at that resurrection, every woman being ever is, that ever came into this world, we hear the voice and we all rise. Those of us who have believed in Christ, we are raised to eternal life. And those who don't believe in Christ shall be raised into damnation. They will face judgment. And of course, damnation. Because the condemnation, according to John chapter 3, Verse number 18. He that believeth on, on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So what's the condemnation? That you refuse to believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That you refuse to believe that Jesus died for your sin, was buried, and he rose again on the third day. That is the condemnation that is making people rise into damnation. Hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah, praise God. So what are we saying? So physical resurrection of the body both the just and the unjust is also written in Acts chapter number 24 verse 15. And have hope towards God which they themselves also allow that there shall be a resurrection of the dead both of the just and the unjust. That is just what we just said. Hallelujah, praise God. That's what we just explained. Hallelujah, praise God. So the dead shall be raised incorruptible uh, and, and this is for those who believe in Christ. In Romans, in First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51 to 54. We that believe in Christ shall be raised, those who believe in Christ who are dead shall be raised incorruptible. Romans 15, verse number 51 to 54. Behold, I show you a mystery, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, and at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruptible, incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Glory to God in the highest. Death swallowed up in victory. Detail well written out in the scripture. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. So when this trumpet sound, both those who are sleeping in Christ and with our life will be transformed, will be changed. So we are our incorruptible body. Jesus makes that happen. In, in the book of Philippians chapter number 3, verse number 20 and 21, for our conversation is heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So we are expecting Jesus return from heaven. Who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby is able or even to subdue 
all things unto himself. He has the ability to subdue this corruptible body, to take on incorruption, to live forever. The resurrection into immortality, into life. Jesus is the resurrection. Without him, it is impossible. Hallelujah, praise God. And when the resurrection, and when we rise into that life, Matthew gave for that expression. Jesus, you know, in Matthew chapter 22, verse number 32, uh, 23 to 32, uh, Sadducees came to Jesus Christ and said, yeah, they were doubting resurrection. They did not believe in resurrection. So they were in doubt. When Jesus, you know, spoke about resurrection, they were in doubt. And so they say, a woman had married a husband. And, you know, according to the law of the Jew, if you marry a man, marries a wife, and the man dies, his brother will have to take on the woman and produce in the name of his brother. And so they came and asked Jesus Christ that. And they, they brought an illustration of a woman who married a man and died. And then after one of the brothers married the woman again, the man died. Another married her and died. Seven of the brothers married her and they all died. Finally, the woman died. At the resurrection, who will marry her? Because they didn't understand. And Jesus said, ye, ye, ye do err not knowing the scripture. And he said something. Let's look at it in Matthew chapter number 22. Verse number 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, You do err not knowing the scripture nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but as the angels of God in heaven. But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have you not read that which was spoken unto you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. Glory to his name forevermore. Hallelujah. Amen. So at the resurrection, they are like the angel. They neither marry nor are given the money. The purpose for marriage is procreation. And procreation just to retain the name of the family because of physical death. But at the resurrection, there is no more death. Death no longer has power to take a man. So why will you be procreating while you don't die? So at that resurrection, they are like the angel. They neither marry nor are given in marriage. Hallelujah. Praise God. So there is a heresy of a lot of people uh, as at the time of Apostle Paul who were preaching that there is no resurrection of the dead. And Paul wrote about them in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 18. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 18. Who concerning the truth have heard saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow this faith of some. There are those who believe that the resurrection is past. And so that even though we believe now we can no longer have the hope of resurrection. That is a fallacy. That is fallacy. Don't listen to people like that. They are deceivers. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we already read in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 13, verse 12, 13, 20, 21, concerning the matter that has to do with our resurrection. And it is real. If Christ rose from the dead, we too shall rise. So resurrection is not past. Resurrection is there. Hallelujah. And God determined, according to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse 21, since by man, the man Adam came dead, God determined that by man also should resurrection of the dead come. For since by man came dead, by man also came also the resurrection of the dead. Hallelujah, praise God. So God determined that since by first Adam, according to Ephesians chapter number, I mean, according to the book of Romans chapter 5, verse number 12 to 14, by Adam, death came into man's existence. So God determined also that by man, resurrection of the dead should come. That's why Christ came in order for us to obtain resurrection unto life through him. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that power, there is a power at work in him 
when he rose from the dead. And in Ephesians chapter number 1, verse number 19 to 20, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who do believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. The power that raised Christ from the dead was at work in him when God raised him from the dead. And that same power is in us because Christ in us is the hope of glory. And those who believe in this message of Christ who have received Christ in, their, in themselves shall rise again from the dead because the power is at work in us and it will bring us into immortality. This is our faith. This is our trust. This is our confidence. This is our hope. This is our belief. And this eventually is going to be our experience. Hallelujah. Praise God. That the last that shall be redeemed is this body. According to Romans chapter number 8, verse number 23. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruit of the Spirit, even we ourselves grow within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wait the redemption of our body. Our body shall be redeemed. And we experience the manifestation of this transformation, this resurrection. We shall be changed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus revealed himself as the resurrection. Not in religion. Not in the work of men. Not in one man's sacrifice. No, sir. Resurrection is available in only one man. And his name is Jesus Christ. He is the resurrection and the life. And everyone that believes in him shall experience resurrection. I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I ask that this revelation understanding sink into your spirit and be established in your heart in the name of Jesus. And I rebuke every spirit of doubt, of fear in the name of Jesus. Receive grace to be established in this understanding. Amen. The Lord bless you. Thank you for listening uh, to this teaching and thank you for always allowing us to come into your space. Please share it and be a conduit pipe to express the blessing of this uh, message of Christ to all within the sphere of your influence. Share it on your platform. Share it on your pages. And let somebody come to the revelation knowledge of Jesus, even as he reveal himself as the I am. And we're going to continue in this teaching. And in the next class, we're going to go further to see Jesus reveal himself to us by himself as the I am. And until then, be blessed. Amen.